Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. Like Sid would say, good word. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, we're just so blessed and thankful that God is speaking to his people. One of the things you look through all the history, um, you know, whether it was politicians or whatever, I mean, during that time it was kings, it was always connected with the word of God. And prophets, you know, God spoke his word. And that is one thing that I'm very thankful for in this season and just for our churches. Um, that God is speaking to us continuously. And um, praise God for that. Let's just take this moment real quick and uh, thank God that he speaks to his church and to us. We're just so thankful. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for your word that is warning us, prompting us, Lord, to prepare the way, prepare our hearts, Lord, for what you're doing. Because, Lord, what you are going to do now is just going to be phenomenal. We're just thankful, Lord, for your word that's being set forward, Lord, through your prophets, through your word. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. All right, um, my message is going to be very brief and short. Uh, some of the scriptures that I believe the Lord just laid on my heart, honestly, mid-morning, 3 a.m. Um, <laughs> so that was amazing. Um, I don't like when God does that. I mean, you know, but I, I'm learning to trust, you know, not my own mind, and trusting the Spirit of God because I, I over-prep sometimes and a lot of times, actually. But um, I think this is, especially in the season, you know, this week, you know, we're thinking about Thanksgiving. And one of the things that people do uh, around Thanksgiving, all of a sudden feel like that's when they become more gracious. Because all of a sudden they want to be like, well, I got to be thankful for this person. I got to be thankful. It shouldn't be, I got to. It's going to be like, I get to, right? Because um, we are a representation of God's love everywhere we are at, right? We need to show the love of God. We need to um, express that in everything that we do. Let's go straight into Scripture, Acts 16, uh, 22 through 28. So this is about Paul and Silas, all right? This is in the day of Acts, and I believe we're living now in the day of Acts, in the last day where God is preparing his church because God wants to do some amazing things. And I believe God has been speaking to us throughout the year, just saying, prepare our hearts, you know, open up every door before him. So Acts 16, 22 through 28, the crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas. And the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. I mean, this is fun, right? It's pretty horrific. Verse 23. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown in prison. And the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. All right? When he received these orders. See, it's interesting because he, they commanded the guard to guard them carefully. Obviously, they were afraid because God is moving. When God moves... There's certain things, you know, the enemy knows. And so he's very on guard about God's people. So that's why when we're treading, we need to nowadays tread carefully because Satan doesn't like when God's people are in action. They're finally putting their words, they're putting their feet to their words. Verse 24, when they received these orders, he put them in the inner cell. I mean, very closed in below and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. So God, you know, people listen to how you respond. How do you respond in the days of difficulties and challenges? People are paying attention to your praise and your worship. Verse 26, suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prisons were shaken. 
At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and it was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. Because if prisoners did escape, it was on him. He would have, he would have been put to death. That guy who was in charge of all the prisoners. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. Interesting scenario. It, to me, it's fascinating that they've just been beaten, flogged, and, you know, their hands are in shackles. And here they are, praising and worshiping God. And I'm thinking, man, I, get, I start complaining often. I'm thinking, man, I don't have this. I just wish I had that. And, and you stop sometimes, and you're like, Lord, what am I complaining about? <laughs> I have so much in my life. The people would dream to have, like, a small percentage of that in other countries. So this week, let's look into things, not, not what we don't have, but look at all the things that we do have. One of the greatest things I've done in my life is I sat down and started writing all those things that I'm thankful for, not those things that I don't have. And you know what? That list became a lot bigger when I, at the end I looked at it, and, and I'm only looking for this. And I'm thinking, these little things that I'm looking for right now is clouding my side of what, <laughs> of what I have. And one of the things that why I'm leading to this message called, it's the attitude of gratitude. It's the title of my message, okay? So real quick with me, before we receive this full word, uh, just say with me, my heart is open. My mind is ready. Make me better, God. By your word. Amen. So, and I wanted to talk about worship because that's one of our things that it's, it's expression of our gratitude, right? Worship is the attitude of the heart that has... Um, that has found the freedom of expression. So worship is not, just the is not just the attitude of our heart. But worship is not just an empty expression where we're just like, I worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Not just our songs. Uh, worship is the attitude expressed, right? When we honor somebody, when we love our wife, when you love your husband, you will show that expression. Amen? So there's, there's actions that follow that. We don't just say words. You know, I love you, baby. But then you're just like... Not helping your wife out with anything. Vice versa, you know. <laughs> but um, so it's attitude expressed. That's what worship is. Um, and some people say, well, I worship God in my heart. But worship isn't worship until it's expressed, until there's action to it, okay. Um, when we get married, you know, we don't just say I love you and it's done. It's, it's continuous expression of love. Right? In our actions. Um, there are three ways in the Bible that worship is expressed. Uh, one is, number one, worship is a verbal expression. Okay? The audible worship is words, uh, songs of thanksgiving. We do that in church. Adoration, praise, honor, and gratitude to our God. Okay? That's one. And then second type of uh, worship is worship is a physical expression. So the physiology of worship is when you move physically to express worship to God. Like lifting up our head. Uh, the Bible tells us, lift up your head, right? So we're looking up to the heavens. We're looking up to God, standing before God. Uh, when we raise our eyes, you know, it says, I will raise my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. So that's an expression of, that's our physical expression of worship. When we get on our knees, when we, before we go to bed, we stand on our knees. Maybe you're praying with children. You, you begin just worshiping God and just saying, Lord, thank you for all your goodness, okay? Um, but we're all created for worship, okay? Um, but humans, God originally created us so we could worship God. That's the attitude. 
But we naturally tend to worship something. Uh, people, if they don't worship God, they worship something. It's either some celebrities, certain people they follow, and things like that. All right? So we're created for worship. Number three, you know, uh, financial expression of our worship. I know before, <laughs> whenever you, it seems like nowadays, whenever, I mean, I grew up maybe, you know, in the Slavic community, and anytime the word of finances were mentioned, you know, it's like, seemed like some people went to hot flashes, like, <laughs> oh, he's talking about, you know, prosperity, prosperity, <laughs> thinking like a trigger would go off and be like, oh, here he goes, talking about finances. But um, the thing is, though, currency of our worship in our world is dollars, okay? We, when we, like, donate to something, we show our appreciation, we, we give physically, financially. So uh, in early Bible, the currency were, you know, animals, fruits, spices, vegetables, you know, land, things like that. So the financial expression of worship is what book, book of Proverbs calls honor the Lord with your wealth, okay, or the, from the first fruits of your labor. We're honoring God with an expression of giving from what we have unto the Lord. So everything that God gives, we're just like, Lord, this is just my expression for you. Um, and that's why God didn't ask for like 50% or anything like that. Just naturally was just like, hey, Show me a little bit of, give me that little and see what I can do with it. All right. Um, it also says like, will I not open the riches of heaven for you? So when we honor God, this is one way that we depend it on, right? Because it wouldn't be a worship. It wouldn't be a sacrifice if it didn't mean anything to us. All right. So that's why uh, financial expression, you know, that relates to not just how you, you know, give, give uh, presents to your friends or family, right? That's our expression. Our gratitude is through our finances. And um, because it means something to us. Now, worship is easiest when blessings are obvious. When things are going well, it is easy to worship. It is easy to say, thank you, Lord. Oh, I'm so, thank you, Jesus, for everything. It's really easy. It really is. It's a lot easier, right? Uh, but worship is not just for the good times. Worship is for all times, okay? Wherever we're at. And when we hit a very difficult situation in our life, this is the time where our personality or our, our attitude or our heart would change. Because we could either go and just get sad and be just discouraged and be like, this sucks. I can't believe this is happening to me. Or you could just say, God, only you could come through. And when we begin worshiping God in the middle of difficult situations, this is, this is where I believe the worship is at its finest. It's refined worship. It means something to you. You're praising God and somebody's like, what are you thanking God for? There's many uh, situations in the Bible, but I'm going to bring up a couple real quick. Um, but look at this. First, Psalm 34.1 says, I will bless the Lord at what? All times, okay? His praise shall continually be on my lips. Not just selectively or whenever I feel like it, but I will bless the Lord all the time, Okay? I'm guilty. A lot of times I'm not, I've not been feeling that. And I'm like, just like, oh, man, I wish I could just have this or I wish I could have help in here. But then God is like, bless the Lord at all times. Just see what happens when you start praising me. Look at Job 120. It says, so this is one of the worst days of Job's life. Everything is taken from him. He lost his children, flock, everything. And it says Job, felt, Job fell to the ground and worshiped. Lost everything. And he's like, I'm going to worship God. Then look at verse 21. It says, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
I'm not tied down to anything physically is what he's saying. It's like, you know, Lord, because I have you. So on the worst day of life, Job decided to worship God. There's also a story in the Old Testament, prophet Habakkuk, um, who made his li- you know, living by farming. And, um, and he made a decision to worship God in the season when there was no rain. And, you know, if you're a farmer, if there's no rain, there's no harvest, right? So you depend on harvest. And look at this, Habakkuk 3, 17 through 18. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines... Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and the cattle in the stalls, and here comes the pivotal moment. That's your decision of what you do. Yet I will. Yet I will. I know it's smaller on that print. But say with me. Say, yet I will. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I'll be joyful in God my Savior. So it's not just Paul and the Silas in the New Testament that we're seeing, you know, but we, um, we see it over and over again through the scriptures. Um, people who worship God, not just in good times, but people that worship God in hard times. Um, and that's where we get refined in the presence of God. This is where we hit a new level of growth in the spiritual maturity. Because we think oftentimes that God, grow, grow, grow me in spiritual, or like, Lord, I want to grow in you. Um, and people assume that because you accept Jesus that things are going to go smoothly in life. Absolutely not. It's a false doctrine. It says, if you, you know, if you follow me, you take up the cross, okay? And these things in this world, you will have trouble. Jesus is telling that. But God is with us. That's the, what makes us different is that that's what trains you up and makes you better. Because then you don't fall apart being led by emotions continuously. Like you're driving all of a sudden on the road and all of a sudden you get a flat tire and all of a sudden you're like depressed. Like, I can't believe this. <laughs> you know? No. That's when that happens. You're like, hey, it's part of life. In this world we'll have trouble. <laughs> so next time you have that, just remember that scripture. In this world I'll have trouble. I'll have flat tires. Amen? Look at this. Um, Psalm 23.4. I mean, everybody knows Psalm 23 is amazing. And if you ever hit... Um, in a situation where you're just like just down in your heart, just things are not falling into its places. Read Psalm 23. But uh, I want to look at uh, verse 4. It says, even though <laughs> I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And then the next verse says, you prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemies. So God is saying, like, that means not only... Um, you will walk through the valley, the shadow of death. But God is saying, even in the most difficult situation where there's just people around you that are just negative and that are putting you down, God prepares the table. God says, I will prepare a table. It's like imagine your enemy standing around you and God is like, I want you to eat and your enemies will watch. Because I want you to just flourish in the presence of God. Because that means you're not shaken by anything, right? And you have the heart of attitude. So, and one of the things that I believe worship has is worship has a boomerang effect. I've mentioned that before. It goes out and comes back with a blessing as you're worshiping, right? So, for Paul and Silas, uh, for Paul and Silas, uh, heaven came down pretty much, pretty quickly, immediately. You know, it says the shackles broke off, the doors flung open, and, you know, they walked out of the prison shortly after they began to sing. Now, 
I don't think they were expecting that to happen. I don't think they're like, hey, by the way, I bet if we worship now, the doors are going to open up. No, it's, it's the heart. It's the heart of attitude. It's the heart of gratitude, you know. They begin worshiping God. I believe the worshiping God was their lifestyle. It says worshiping God at all times. Amen. So um, I believe they, they worship because gratitude and worship was part of their just being, their identity. So I know it's challenging. So we're looking at a difficult situation of Paul and Silas, right? And now next time, just when things get bad, think of Paul and Silas. <laughs> See, how do they worship? And I'm complaining about this situation. So as we're going in, it's challenging. I want us to walk this week, not only this week, but say, God, I don't want to just be thankful once a year for Thanksgiving, for food for my family, my odd family members, whatever it is. But say, Lord, I want to be grateful all times. My praise will, your praise will continually be on my lips. Amen? So this is just what people of faith do, okay? Like Paul and Silas, they just worship God despite how dark it was. Despite how difficult and how much in pain they were, okay? When our worship goes up, blessings of God come down in our life. This is when God's glory is displayed for everyone to see. That's why I noticed the moment, the difficult, most difficult situations in my life served as a blessing to somebody else um, that was just paying attention. You know, when you lose a loved one. I, I know a, a very close friend of mine, one of my pastor's, you know, friends, and I mean, he lost his mom and dad within a few days apart. And on top of that, his wife lost her father as well, like a week later. So just that much weight, you know, can happen. So much things that you're not prepared, you know, for. In this world, we can't predict. We don't even know what tomorrow brings. But what I can do is I can prepare my heart. And I know that I will have a heart of gratitude despite of anything I face. Amen. So... It's hard, like I said, it's hard to worship God when things are just very painful, when we're struggling with things. And you feel those chains and you feel the pain. But the moment you begin worshiping God in those difficult moments, God's glory shows up. Okay? It's amazing because you can talk about it only if you live through it. And I believe everybody in this situation in our life, whether you were a teenager or, you know, or when you were a teenager... And even, it's, even if it's on a smaller scale, and as adults, we think it's a smaller scale. But a child, if he's going through things in peer pressure in middle school, that's a big weight for them. That's equivalent. But God brings them through those moments. And that's why when you remember those days and you're like, man, Lord, I remember when I was pressed and I was, everything was difficult, Lord. But I put my faith and trust in you. And that's when you that's when you can go back and say, Lord, how did I make it through those moments? How did I make it through those difficult times in my life? Because when you honor God, okay, even though, like I said, do I walk through the valley of death? That's when God's glory comes down. Doesn't always happen instantly, guys. Doesn't always, you don't always instantly feel goosebumps or feelings. Like I said, feelings are deceiving. So don't put your trust in your feelings, Okay. Feelings are fickle. Feelings mislead us a lot of times. I've been many times misled by my feelings because I've thought, oh, that's God speaking to me. I feel a little, you know, you know, goosebumps, it's, you know. No. Feeling, uh, faith is what God is after. Our faith before God, right? And so it's when you're, despite of how you feel, 
despite if you have a headache or something, despite if you didn't sleep all night and your kids were up all morning, or maybe despite if the fact that you're seeing right now and your child is not serving God and you were like praying for them, like, God, please save them. Despite those times, when you keep worshiping God. Keep worshiping God. Keep praising God. It's the attitude of gratitude that God is developing within us. And that's what allows other people to see. That's why when we go anywhere, you know, when Nancy was talking about when she was, you know, Juno, White House, or anything, God prompts you, and sometimes he'll prompt you to the person that you don't like, says, go and bless that person. You're like, God, no, not that person, please. But no, when you do that, just see what happens. See what God can do through that situation. Amen? Worship team, you can come up. And we're going to end today with triumphant praise. Amen? So real quick, again, pay attention, landing the plane here. But the finest worship comes even though. So even though is a circumstance. All right, everybody's eye up here for a moment, guys. <laughs> Let's pay attention, all right? Even though there are no grapes, even though your car is broken. Shout out to Heather. Bless you. <laughs> even though, you know, you're struggling financially right now. Even though you feel like, hey, not all your kids are serving God. Say, I will worship you, God. All right? You have the power to say like Habakkuk. So your response is, yet I will. So your circumstances, right, even though I'm going through this stuff right now, but your, our response should be, yet I will. Yet I will. I will worship you, Lord, because you're worthy of praise. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be on my lips. All right? May the Lord give us an attitude of gratitude. Not just, guys, this week. And uh, as we partake food or anything like that, let's, let's pay attention to every little thing that we do and say, Lord, am I grateful? And just next time, let's say this week, and practice this, saying that when you hit a challenging situation, when you don't know what to do, look back and say, Lord, do other people have it a lot worse. Sometimes that's what it takes is to see somebody's bad situation in order to understand that you have no situation at all. Like your problem is minor compared to the people that are in the hospital, you know, holding the hand of their loved ones and they're about to pass. I want us to just see that, to say that, Lord, I'm not going to be moved by my feelings of just when things are for comfort. God is preparing his army. God is preparing our hearts to be steadfast, to tread carefully wherever we go. Because Satan's setting up these minds literally everywhere so we can get angry at God, so we can start blaming God for everything. But when we worship, but when we praise God, when we pray, when we come one-on-one -on -one before the Lord, that's the heart of gratitude that is being developed within us. That is God is pointing out in His hand, you putting you or I, and says, this is for my glory for everybody else to see. How you can worship God in despite of any darkness around you, any challenges that you may face. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.